Hello, and welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg DNA tax and accounting podcast where we discuss everything involving tax, from the courts, the IRS, or Capitol Hill. I'm your host, Matthew Benningfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Hello and welcome to Talking Tax. For today's Hill Roundtable, we have Laura Davison and Colleen Murphy. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing well. Good, good. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the budget, which came out on Wednesday. So, uh, you know, we're taking a little bit of a break from healthcare, which we've talked about the last few weeks and, and diving into the, the, this budget. Laura, can you start us off and, and walk the listeners through what's going on with that? So, yeah, so the budget came out on Wednesday, as you said. Um, the House Budget Committee marked it up, uh, basically approved the budget on Thursday. And what's really important about this is this is sort of the vehicle that, that tax reform will, will sort of be embedded in. Um, so they're using, um, the Republicans are planning to use budget reconciliation, uh, which basically means that they just need simple majorities to pass the, to pass a tax bill. Um, so embedded within this bill are some spending cuts, uh, mandatory spending cuts to, to programs, about $200 billion worth. Um, this is sort of a little bit of a, um, a gift, a present to some of the more conservative members, but specifically that House Freedom Caucus. They wanted to have some, some cuts to um, welfare-type programs. Um, and uh, there's also some problems with this budget in that it might not pass um, because you have uh, more moderate members who don't like these spending cuts that are in there. Um, and you also have some of the conservative members who say they want to see details um, on the tax reform plan before they vote for the budget, which would sort of advance tax reform forward. Uh, the, the key sticking point here is something that has sort of come up a lot is this border adjustment tax. Um, House Freedom Caucus members really hate this idea. They're worried it'll um, raise prices on consumers. Again, it's for that tax that would tax imports and exempt exports. Um, Kevin Brady, Chairman of Ways and Means, and House Speaker Paul Ryan are sort of the champions of this idea. So it's really coming to a head between the establishment leadership Republicans and House Freedom Caucus, uh, like has sort of been the, the reoccurring theme of this year with health care. Um, and and all of these uh, kind of signature pieces of legislation they've been trying to get through and that have been um, uh, sort of stumbling um, on lots of different disagreements along the way. And I think that'll be something to watch going forward because uh, Mark Sanford, who's a member of the Freedom Caucus, a Republican from South Carolina, tried to offer an amendment scrapping that border adjustment provision, which uh, the chairman of the Budget Committee, Diane Black, blocked during the markup. But I was talking to her yesterday and she said that sort of the olive branch she's offered to him is he can offer that amendment when it goes to the rules committee before this budget comes to the floor. So I do think we're going to see that come up again. So that, that was actually a really awkward moment in the uh, in the, the markup. So this markup went, in all, went on all day um, until late into the night on Wednesday. It was Wednesday. But um, went in late into the night. So all, so only Democrats had had amendments. And of course, they all get shot down because they're in the minority. Um, but and then at the end, the Republicans hadn't had any amendments that they had um, sort of planned ahead to offer. But Mark Sanford just sort of kind of says this. And he's like, hey, you know, I don't really want to have to do this. Don't want to be, um, you know, he said, I think there was a gentleman's agreement that we weren't going to do this. But I just feel so strongly about this. We have to do it. Um, and, and Diane Black just sort of shut him down and said, nope, this, you know, we had agreed beforehand to sort of have this uh, prearranged set of amendments. It's not on there. Uh, we're not going to consider it. Um, there were sort of even some Democrats were saying, hey, hey, we should vote on this, which is sort of, you know, you rarely see Democrats teaming up with Freedom Caucus members, but it, uh, it as of right now, uh, is not, not a, something that was pleasing to, to, uh, leadership for sure. So other than Sanford and Black, who, 
who are some of the other notable lawmakers who have been outspoken on, on what's come out so far? You also have all of the moderates who um, are opposed to the spending cuts, that, that $200 billion. And uh, the way it's kind of broken up is each of the committees has sort of a piece that they need to make those cuts. So Ways and Means, for example, needs to cut $52 billion. And that'll come from, I mean, the Freedom Caucus hopes it comes from programs related to, to food stamps and things like that. So, you know, you have a lot, you have the hard right Republicans and the moderate Republicans opposed to this. Sort of what we're hearing is this bill is probably not going to even get to the floor next week. They House leadership won't bring it up to a vote and see it fail, but they definitely do not have the votes for it right now. Kevin Brady still says he's confident that he can get 218. That's the number he needs to to advance this bill. Uh, but what we're hearing from from those who are opposed, from, from Mark Meadows, chairman of the Freedom Caucus, is that they're still looking to extract more before they agree. They want to get these tax reform details. They want to have some of these the kind of their policy priorities laid out um, in stone before they're willing to move forward. And, you know, a couple of things that we'll probably have to touch on every week until uh, they're passed or or done with tax reform and and healthcare. Any updates on these two major pieces of uh, reform? So healthcare will be something to keep an eye on next week in the Senate, as has been the case for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Republicans are planning to hold a vote probably on Tuesday to um, bring a bill to the floor. And the great question here is no Senate Republicans know exactly what they're going to be voting on. So sort of the two options they have now would be a bill that is just a straight repeal of the Affordable Care Act with a two-year delay, so that if they do that, if they pass that, uh, then they would have time to plan for a replacement. And every a lot of Republicans are pretty opposed to that idea. They realize that that would really destabilize the markets. A lot of people lose insurance, about $30 million. And then they also have this other re- repeal and replace bill that uh, they've been working on for the last couple of weeks. So that's kind of the alternative option, but they don't have the votes to pass that either. And it's all gotten a little bit trickier um, even still because Senator John McCain uh, was diagnosed this week with brain cancer. It's not clear when he's going to be coming back to the Senate. He is undecided on the bill. But because they can only lose two Republican votes, having him gone is is definitely a problem. And uh, they can only lose one. Now. That's right. And and Republican leadership has said that you know we're going to vote on this. If it fails, we can vote on it again when he comes back. But but I think they seem they seem pretty dug in that they're going to be voting on something next week. I mean, this is also important to remember. If they don't get this budget for for tax reform, they then need you know at least eight Democrats in the Senate to in the Senate to advance any tax reform bill, which which that totally changes sort of the outlook of what they can do. Um, and sort of that scenario, you're looking probably more at an extenders bill, kind of like the PATH Act in 2015, not necessarily the sort of big grand tax reform thing that we've been talking about for, for a year now. And you know, news outside of the Hill, Laura, you're heading to a conference this weekend. Can you just tell the listeners uh, what this is all about and what we can look forward to next week? Yeah, so this is the New York State Bar Tax Section Conference. And um, the New York State Bar is one of the one of the most respected um, tax groups. They put out a lot of really good comment letters to the IRS and reports sort of looking at different ways that regulations can be tweaked or different areas that the IRS should look into. Um, you know, obviously the, the IRS has been a little bit, uh, uh, there hasn't been a ton coming out recently because of the regulatory freeze, uh, but they have lots of government speakers, representatives from Treasury and IRS who will be there, who can probably give us an update on uh, what should be coming down the pike recently. So I'll update back next week with that. Okay, guys. Well, as usual, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, you guys have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Tax. 
Our podcast is one of many that Bloomberg BNA has to offer. Visit bna.com for all BBNA sponsored podcasts and make sure to follow Bloomberg BNA Tax on Twitter. We look forward to giving you more in depth analyses on the next episode of Talking Tax. Until then, signing off from Crystal City, I'm Matthew Benningfield.